Hi, I'm Katie Kempner, and welcome to Perspectives here at Advertising Week. Perspectives is a series of inspiring conversations with remarkable working women who are leading busy and successful and hopefully joyful lives. I've just added the joyful part. I think it's important <laughs> in this crazy day and age. And today I'm talking with Stacy Fuller of Refinery29, who's the Senior Vice President, Head of Integrated Marketing Solutions. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for stopping by this weird box. I know. We're <laughs> apparently projecting out into the street. So into this the street. is bizarre. And we're With watching the ballerina. <laughs> so let's jump right in. I was looking at the trajectory of your career, and you've had a lot of interesting jobs and gotten quite a lot of uh, notice, too. I saw you were Ad Weeks, one of the most influential women in sports, but you've moved around a bit now to Refinery29. Can you tell me a little bit about were these intentional moves or how did you kind of map out how you wanted to be or did you? Um, yeah, I do think they were intentional. Um, I am an ad nerd. I love advertising um, and marketing. I started my career at a direct agency um, in the 90s, back when direct agencies were working on digital. Um, and I think it really grounded my career in measurement and KPI. So that was the foundation of, of really uh, making sure that everything I was doing had a result and was actionable and we could optimize. From there, I wound up going to, to Deutsch in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to work in traditional advertising. I got to work on Expedia. Um, so you can blame me and my team for the earworm that is the Expedia.com <laughs> jingle, um, which was great because, again, I was able to work for a, a digital.com that was really changing the shape of travel um, and making sure that we were using effective advertising so that everybody learned about this new format of booking travel. Um, from there, I decided to move to the mecca of advertising, which is New York. Um, I had felt like LA is an easy place to stay for the rest of your life, but I really wanted to, to, to have that New York experience and really be in the thick of the ad industry. So I wound up going to a division of YNR called Brand Buzz. Mm -hmm. um, they were working early days on influencer marketing um, and really uh, more content marketing than traditional advertising. Um, from there, I decided to go to Translation, which is Steve Stout and Jay-Z's agency, um, where I did a lot of entertainment marketing. So really leveraging um, the power of entertainers and celebrities to change perception of brands. And again, looking at less traditional advertising and more branded content and really building a relationship with that audience. Um, at the time, I was hanging out with a lot of people that were in the social media startup scene in New York. So the guys at Foursquare, the guys at Tumblr, and putting my marketing hat on, I realized the application of social media and how it could be so powerful for brands to connect with consumers. So I wound up going to RGA after that, um, working on MasterCard and really getting an in-depth knowledge of how you can use digital um, as a utility and actually build um, platforms. From there, I decided to go to a content agency um, out of London that had just opened up their New York office called Cake um, and really immersing myself in social media, um, doing community management back in the day, um, Facebook apps, if anybody remembers those. Um, and then at that time, we got acquired by Havas. And so 
over the years, I, I started to work in different capacities of Havas. So continuing to run Cake as a, a content boutique, but then also um, becoming head of content for Havas Media and increasingly being the creative arm and figuring out how we could work with media partners mm -hmm. to start to build more robust creative platforms together. So then, and then was that when you took a break and then decided you wanted to work at Refiner29? Yes. So I had turned 40 and I had started to question, did I want to stay at on the agency side and really um, trying to create space. At that time, I was doing a lot of global pitches, traveling a lot, and it was very difficult for me to get perspective on, on what I wanted to do next. And I wanted to go into publishing brand side? Did I want to work at a platform, a Facebook or Twitter? So I wound up leaving and took a year off, um, intentionally decided I would um, freelance and then travel every five weeks. And I got to say, one of my biggest pieces of advice is I really tapped into my network of female bosses mm -hmm. <laughs> and went out to all of my female friends and was really vulnerable and said, I'm going to do this. Um, here's my skill set. I can do everything from branding to pitching, to social consultation, and all of the business I got that supported me for a year was through my female colleagues and friends. So at the end of that year, I basically went to my network of recruiters and said, I want to work at a company that is female-led, that is making a difference in the lives of women. And I really was leaning towards the publisher side. And so when I heard about the refinery role, I started to stalk them and said, I am your girl. You have to hire me. I felt like my experience was perfectly aligned to really help what they were trying to do, which if you're following what's happening in the publishing world, so many brands are going direct to publishers and looking to build larger programs together. So I think using my background in digital and social and content to help Refinery package up what they're able to do through their amazing branded editorial team is, is I think, ultimately what put me in the right position to be able to, to get this job. So you've made a lot of moves and a lot of interesting moves. And from what, from what I understand, moves where you took things and made sure to learn and network because you were able to have all these terrific relationships with female leaders late, you know, and then you deliberately knew, I see this company, this is where I want to go. Do you have any advice for, you know, younger women who are starting out or not even just people who are not necessarily happy with what they're doing, but they can't quite figure out how to make the next move? Yeah, I would say follow your interests. Um, so really be, um, thoughtful about what it is that you enjoy in your job and mm -hmm. start to make a list of the things that you're good at and the things that you're interested in. And I think when you have an intersection of the two, that's really where you can start to thrive. But I don't think enough people are introspective about where their skills are and then what they're interested in. I think a lot of people have interests and I see this with social media a lot. I love social media, so I should work in social media. Social media is very technical. Um, mm -hmm. So if you don't have an analytical mind, I think it's it's really hard to thrive in social media. So I think understanding as well what each of those jobs entail and then trying things out. I mean, I think that in this day and age with the gig economy, you know, if you 
are able to freelance, I think that does give you a little bit more exposure into what it's actually like day in and day out. And that's what I did during my time when I freelanced. I worked on the brand side. I worked um, at an agency. I worked um, uh, at another publisher and really started to understand what each of those jobs entailed so that I could make a thoughtful decision when I decided to go full-time. So you were dating. You were dating these dating. different, uh, yeah, different I mean, disciplines. Yeah, you spend a lot of time at work, so yeah. you need to make sure it's... Because the other thing about you know work, it's not just about what you're doing, it's who you're surrounding yourself with. Um, yeah, at Refinery, we're 80% women. Um, having that female energy around all the time, for me, I just light up. I think it's incredible to walk into my office not only are we 80% women, we're 40% diverse. So having these women of all colors and shapes and sizes and ages, it is just the most incredible place I've ever worked. And I'm so proud to walk in there every day. That's fantastic to feel that way about your job. So just to continue and, and end with a, another piece of advice, do you have one piece of advice that has helped guide you through your life and your career that you could share with us? Yeah, I, you know, what we do is really fun. Um, we get to be curious, we get to play, we get to laugh. And I think when you lose sight of that joy, it's time to leave. This is a crazy industry. You work crazy hours, you're asked to do insane things. So if you can't find the humor and the joy in that, you know, I, I always say I take my job seriously, but I don't take myself too seriously. This is advertising. Don't people that get angry and get you know, uppity. It's like, come on, this is, this is fun. Let's never lose sight of that. Let's try to have a laugh. Let's come together as a team and, and solve these problems in a fun, delightful way. That's terrific advice. It was so nice talking to you. Thank you. It was nice to meet you. Thank you so much. This podcast was recorded live in a glass wall truck provided by bulldogbillboards.com. I met the team at Advertising Week in New York. And what was fascinating to me is that despite conversations throughout the week about the incredibly complex and very digital means of reaching consumers that sometimes if you want immediate impact that a billboard truck can be the way to go bulldog billboards have trucks in multiple sizes and there's quite literally no project too big or too small so whether it's a glass wall truck that you want or an led screen on the side of a truck that you're interested in they can do it for you so for more information visit bulldogbillboards.com and of course Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to a podcast production of AW360, the year-round content destination from Advertising Week. Visit AW360 at 360.advertisingweek.com and be sure to check out the other AW360 podcasts now available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Producers on this podcast are Jack Hirschman and Richard Larson with music provided by Audio Network. For more information on Advertising Week, the world's largest gathering of advertising, marketing, and technology leaders, now in six markets across the globe, visit www.advertisingweek.com. Advertising Week.